Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Now, with slight trepidation... Uh, we spoke to the world's dullest man who happened to be anything but, as you discover. He's gone into the football jigsaw business. Uh, he was great, wasn't he, man? He was absolutely tremendous. Yeah, Kevin Harris. What worryingly means the space is open for who is the world's dullest man. Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying the things that I brought to the table today <laughs> put me in that well, category, but it's possible. It's a chance to judge in the next 40 minutes or so. Uh, we also spoke to Paul Bowen from uh, the Belfast band, the Star Jets, who've written uh, a new song, an ode to one of the greats of world football, and we enjoyed chatting to him. Plus, we talked about all sorts of things, as you'll discover, including DIY. <laughs> anyway, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Matt. Hey, good afternoon, Paul. Just uh, talking about Erdegaard there, and I want to talk. I want to find out what you thought of the Spurs game. But before hearing Jim and Jim saying, you know, I've heard that. Um, uh, uh, Mikel Arteta rates Erdegaard so high that he's contacted him personally. Wow. Sure, and that happens a lot, doesn't it? They say he really, this player liked this player so much that this manager liked this player that he contacted him personally. Yeah. Surely that's the least you would do. You know, like somebody wants to sign you, surely you just you would ring them up. You need so not, you need permission, don't we? Really, in this country, you don't know where else. But yeah. only here do we have this gentleman's agreement of tapping up. They just laugh at us around the continent, yeah. just phone and do what they like. But um, here, you do need some kind of you know you need a a, a, a word from the yeah, from the, no, the selling club. Yeah, I understand you? that, but surely once that's happened, yeah, you'd think it happens with yeah. every single transfer. How many transfers happen where the manager just wanders in and says? Who are oh, you? Who are you? <laughs> I wanted you, but I didn't want you so much that I thought I'd ring you or text you. Yeah. I kind of was interested, but not really. Every player who hasn't got a phone call from the manager yeah. will now know that they weren't contacted personally. And so they're not really wanted. Mm. That's strange when, when I worked at Chelsea, um, Ed De Hoy, when he joined the club... Um, uh, he, he turned up one day, obviously, to have a meeting with a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'd been delayed at lunch. So um, he sat in reception. I went downstairs. I went out to get a sandwich. Yeah. And he was sitting there. So sort of nodded. And when I came back 20 minutes later, he was still sitting there. I mean, did you know it was Ed De Hoy? Because he could Yeah, know. well, I knew the club was signing right, him. I yeah, see, yeah, I see. Yeah. I think he'd signed by then. Okay. He'd come in for a meeting. Because he didn't look like a classic professional footballer. He, I mean, he could have come I mean, to do a bit of work He there, could have been he? a spark, yeah. couldn't he? He could <laughs> exactly, have said, yeah, yeah or, or somebody. He could have easily have said, hey, I'll go and get my rods. Exactly. But, um, so I sat in reception and had a chat with him for a while. Right. I'm a bit sorry for was him. Was he in his tracksuit trousers? No, he was, he was quite okay. a nice fellow. I think he, he, he was, yeah, I think he was. I think he was casually attired. 
Yeah, you, I don't see him in a suit, Ed. No, that, no, that, no. That look. But uh, now and again, you know, there's not there's not a red carpet laid out for every player that turns up. <laughs> Maybe it keeps him on their toes. Poor old Ed DeHoy didn't get a personal call. Who was the <laughs> gaffer at that? Who was the gaffer at that time? Uh, that would have been uh, Rude Hullet. Rude Hullet. Yeah. Didn't I really mean, I want think, Ed DeHoy. Uh, to be on, no, no, no. I, I think you're making too much of it. He'd come in to see the MD or or uh, or, or uh, the old man, the chairman, of course, Mr. Bates. So he'd come in for something in the office because everything else was done down at the training ground. But for whatever reason, he'd come in. They forgot. God, he was coming in. But look, it happened. Poor old Ed he's still there. He's still yeah. there. Lampard's gone and Ed yeah. just still sat in Imagine, him, imagine him saying, yes, he said, he'll be in one of these, he'll be on a show with you one day on <laughs> Sky Max and he'll say something like, first time I went to Chelsea and there was nobody to meet there, just some boring bloke just sat there for 20 minutes <laughs> talking about holidays in Amsterdam that I had no interest in. But anyway, um, we got we want to get the listeners going on a couple yeah, of things, yeah, don't we? we? Do. we should, do, we, should we do that? Yeah, now? why not? Why not? Um, the first thing was, um, it was odd conversations that happen in the world of sport. It, it, look, it can be anywhere, but certainly the world, the world of sport will kick us off. The, have you, are you aware of uh, Dick Weller, the... Um, the Sri Lankan wicketkeeper. Yeah, he's great, isn't uh, he? Some clips emerged the other day. You know, most of the chatters we've seen with Tim Payne and other Aussies of the past is normally fairly abusive and unpleasant, and even our own boys, Josh Butler, now and again can get stuck in. But Dick Weller just likes a chat. He's like, he's like your, your nan at the bus stop. I mean, it's I'm, 80, I'm 32, mm. don't you know? It's yeah. loosely cricket-related, yeah. but I think it's... You might think it's it's really clever because there's anything more of putting... You're just about to take your guard, you've come out, you're asking for middle and leg, and then the wicket-keeper's saying to you... Um, yeah, you know, I, I've just I've just read. Have you ever read the the latest John Grissom or something like? You know, <laughs> actually, what he said was he was talking to Joe Root about his bat, and yeah. he said, uh, "Is that quite a heavy bat?" And he said, "Yeah, oh, I like a heavy bat." He said, "Oh," and there's a, a pause, really, and just about. You haven't got a spare one of you. It's like, like he wants to borrow one or take one so he can leave it with him in, in goal so he can maybe play with it next time. I much prefer that style of, of yeah. sledging than, you know, yeah, I hate you. You haven't got any mates. What was Tim Payne's? You've got no friends. Yeah, I mean, that's that is, right. It's a, level, no it's a level It's just the Wilston Raider. The, the um, comedian once told me the toughest heckle we had to deal with was a positive heckle. Bloke just sat there and meant it and said, like, you know, like a mate would said, that's a nice jacket. Yeah, where do you go you from got, there? No, way. you can say cheers, mate, and hope it gets a laugh. <laughs> but after he's done it a couple of times, you had nowhere to go with a positive heckle. And you can't ask you can't ask for that person to be escorted out. This person's being too <laughs> nice to me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Blokes, I got a nice jacket, throw him out. But anyway, um, unusual conversations uh, on the field of play. What's the other one he did? Uh, he's, he's done a few Dick Weller. He's fantastic, but I think he's getting inside their heads by having inane conversations. Yeah, I put this out on Twitter. Mm. Uh, Johnny says, um, I found out Saddam Hussein had been caught halfway through the second half of a Sunday league game from the guy I was marking. It's sort of a news information service, isn't it? <laughs> um, and uh, CD saying, uh, schoolboy cricket, I was bowling and fielding at square mm. leg. Umpire was my A-level history teacher. And when bowling, he was silent. But whilst fielding, he quizzed me on the Napoleonic Wars in between balls. Um, so, yeah, those would be... Uh, key yeah. Those sort of surreal, polite conversations. Yeah, surreal, odd conversations you found yourself in. The other one he was doing was to Crawley, and he was saying to me, are you going to be opening in India? I mean, I don't know if he was having a pop at him or he just was interested. Simply, interest. was simply, oh, simply sorry, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And he said he's going to be opening and he said, uh, well, I don't know, I've not played very well, have I? <laughs> so, but it's, it's, it's good. I think it, he's, he may have started a trend, excuse me. Um, <clears> what did you think of uh, what do you think of Spurs <clears> last night? I'm obviously very pleased Spurs got through. I, um, I mean, I could spend the next three hours talking about Tangi and Dombele. Yeah. Like, the ball sticks to his foot hmm. like 
sensible soccer or like striker on the Amiga. Yeah. And, you know, at some point, I'm sure in 10 years, there'll be a phone-in going, what's he ever won? Yeah. You know, he's got... One he, league cup. Exactly. God willing. But he can... But he can, You know, they all say, well, when you tell your granddads, you know, show us your medals, yeah. you know, he can talk to his grand, not his granddads, his grandkids, mm. but he can say, look, he can sit his grandkids down and say... You know, the ball was just an extension of my body. Yeah. That, in many ways, means more to me than, you know, I won the League Cup, you know, or I was, I was beaten on penalties by Manchester City <laughs> in 2021. Which is probably, uh, if he gets the penalties. A, he's such a joy, no, he is, isn't he? he is great. he? is great to watch. And even when it wasn't going particularly well, um, you could still tell there was a player there. I don't mm. know what, what was going wrong, but anyway, it seems to be going right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was nervy. A 1-1, you just had that. Certainly when Akin Fenwa came on and they were getting some joy... Um, I just thought, you know, they're going to nick this 2-1. It's going to be one of those games where Tottenham will rue their missed chances. Yeah. It's only, it looked like we, a, we, we rue a lot yeah. as a team. We've ruined a lot over the years. <laughs> there was a lot of rue. It could and, have been a lot of rue, but they played very well. I thought Bale looked really sharp and, and I was just impressed generally. I thought Spurs played really well. Maybe I'm just an optimist. Um, they didn't play badly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think they, you know, I'm not sure 4-1 did flatter them, really, when you look at the amount of chances that they had earlier in the game. But certainly at 1-1 when the closing... I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just glad to get through, I must say. It's good, um, to, yeah, good to be in the hat, even though the draw's already been Do you made. want to know what the press were eating last night? I'll make to Jerry Cox. Oh, yes, please. Um, he was uh, covering the game, and he was at Wickham last night. And um, so, yeah, this is a nice little insight into what the press are given when they turn up. Uh, at Adams Park. Uh, it was a picnic menu. It was mm-hmm. roast chicken, rocket and herb mayo brioche roll. Oh, nice. Uh, mixed bean tomato and basil salad pot. What a player he was. He was a very early <laughs> basil days. Basil salad of, pot. 1902, he was the manager of Wickham basil salad <laughs> pot. Um, individual cake bar. Right. Cake bar, cake okay. bar, yep. Um, okay. Fresh fruit was laid on, for those that don't like cake bars. Okay. And a bottle of iPro water, ah. not just any old water. No, iPro water. After 90 minutes of sheer hell. You're so there we are. Please dispose of your rubbish in the bins uh, provided, which could have included Vinicius last night. He didn't have his best game. I mean, he's, he's a young he lad. He's, fi- okay. he's finding his feet. Oh, I've got, a, I've got feet. a, maybe we'll save it for a couple of hours' time, but I've got a very important DIY question. Oh, okay. And I, I sometimes use the listener. It's sort of an abuse of power, but I use the listeners because I'm not great at it and right. I've got a quick well, can we save it for about three o'clock okay time? But the DIY, what's, it, it, what's it involved is it plumbing it electrics? involves a screw oh okay yeah it's quite basic but I, <laughs> I have a screw based question okay for just after three if well, that's don't gonna, touch that yeah, dial, exactly that'll if keep you were them thinking, listening if you were thinking of popping out yeah. well clearly don't and also I'm going to take your the Basuma tequila song yeah. and take it to the next level as well, well. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't my song. It was no, Brian's I know. Song. It's a good just, one, but yeah. I, I can take it even further. So, like, real reasons to keep listening. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, you know, I'm not sure I will based on that. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, uh, we were intrigued by this little clipping in uh, yesterday's Sun. And it says Aston Villa fan Kevin Beresford has created a 60 piece jigsaw based on a picture of star midfielder Jack Grealish's legs. So normally at this stage, this is the springboard to, to find out more about the story. But try as I might, I put into Google search in the news section, Jack Grealish, his legs, Kevin Beresford. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. That's, so we need to bring it. this to a bigger that's audience, all there don't is. we? We, do, we have got Kevin's backstory because uh, Kevin, um, I think, was uh, has been voted dullest man in the world. He describes himself as the dullest man in the world. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's, let's find out. I'm sure, I'm sure that's not the case. Yeah, good afternoon, Kevin. 
Good afternoon to you. You sound quite upbeat to me. It's, we've made a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was an interesting good afternoon. So let's let's deal start. with the specifics of this story as we're talking sport. Okay. Jack Grealish puzzle, um, 60 piece, just his legs. So how did this come about? Calves, guys, calves. Oh, calves, just his not calves, legs. not legs. Yeah. And the, sun weren't, the sun weren't that specific. Right. Well, I don't know if you've seen Jack Grealish's calves, but aren't they magnificent? Well, they, yeah. Aren't they just wonderful? They're the most recognisable calves in British football, I reckon. Well, I'm going to pick you up straight away, Kevin, because I've been... going to have a fallout. I, I don't want to fall out. I don't want to start a phone. 08717. Yeah. Um, the, have you spent any time studying, studying the calves of Shakiri? Jordan Shakiri's. I mean, if, if you want to make another puzzle... The Cards puzzle, of Jaquiri, I think, was, was a, a great album. It was, it was a great Western. It was a Western, yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan Shakiri's calves give Jack Grealish uh, a run for his money. But what, it, what is it about Jack's calves that you like so much? Well, first of all, I'm an Aston Villa supporter, so oh, yeah, yeah, that's... I'm somewhat biased. Yes. But you, you can imagine on, I don't know, Question of Sport, Talk Sports, only uh, Ali McCoy's having no problem recognising a picture of just those calves and easily identifying their owner with the rolled-down uh, and blue stockings, mm. the little dinky shin pads providing no protection whatsoever yeah. to those two colossal calves. I feel like looking, we should be playing Je like under this. <laughs> we just fade, we just fade that up, really. It needs the treatment. No, I'm on board with this completely. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to look so, a lot closer than so, I've done so far. So, so have you just made one... I mean, is it just a one puzzle? Is it just for your own pleasure? Or do you let other people... Uh, put, put it together. Put Jack Grealish's <laughs> calf together. Oh, no, it's up for sale, guys. Oh, I was really? thinking of upgrading the puzzle to a 150 piece and including Jack's yeah. upper thighs, but. <laughs> Right. I don't go any further. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, get, when it gets to a 500 piece, we're in trouble. Yeah, yeah that's right. I think I've got to be careful. Yeah. So why, why 60? I mean, really, if, if you want to, uh, you could have done a 1,000 piece, couldn't you, just on the calves? Well, I think to m today's modern football supporters, they've got a short attention span. <laughs> they have, you know. There's that much, there's that much live <laughs> football. You're on. right, you're right. There's that much live football. What's, on. It, what it, what's it currently retailing at? What, you know, how much would it cost for me to get this puzzle? Yeah, 15 pounds. And worth every penny. It's a perfect lockdown gift, isn't it? Yeah. We've got all that much time on our hands. Where, where's it for sale, Kevin? Where, where can we buy this? You can find it uh, on uh, Etsy, Amazon, eBay, you know. I think the reason you couldn't find it, because you was looking at Jack Grealish's legs. <laughs> I, I couldn't, honestly. <laughs> I was transfixed by him. <laughs> so what do I type into Etsy? Jack Grealish's cars. Yeah. What we got here? This is this is the karaoke version of Jatame. Oh, is it really? Oh, nice, yeah. I think I think we, we may have slightly missed the boat. I see. <laughs> the wonderful world of Grealish's calves, 60-piece jigsaw, fifteen ninety nine. Yeah. Um, uh, is that plus PMP? It, it is bleep poor puzzles. Ah. <laughs> oh, OK. There we are. Is it alliterative, the bleep? It is, yes. <laughs> it yeah. might be, yeah. <laughs> 98 shop reviews, five stars. People like it. What um, are they saying? Just some are. of the things they're saying. Chessy, very kind and also amusing seller. All items arrived three weeks earlier than expected. Wow. For reference, I'm in New New York and the sellers in the UK. So nothing to do in New York now, and they can't <laughs> to buy a puzzle of Jack. It's Bridges. a villa fan pining. Well, I'm very customer driven, aren't I, guys? Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just tremendous, marvelous. You should take this into the den.
It's fantastic. The calves of the stars. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Well, are, the, are the footballers' body parts, you mean? Yeah, well, I mean, the thighs of Roberto Carlos. Oh, well, that is a wonderful yeah, one. Which was a... Peter Crouch's Adam's apple. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> the, eye, the eyes of Lorente. Fernando Lorente's oh, eyes are quite piercing, these, aren't they? they? These all sound they, they, they turn like Spanish art films, don't they? Really? Uh, <laughs> they do. so, Kevin, also, you, you, uh, you uh, study um, roundabouts. Is this great? Can yes. you give me a bit more, furnish me with a bit more information well, on that? There's nothing more expressive than the one-way gyratory. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've seen painting statues, trains, boats, planes, you name it. Anything can go on a roundabout. And I think it's that what makes them so special. They lift our sagging spirits on long, tiresome journeys. They're like an oasis on a sea of tarmac. Uh, so would you, yeah. I mean, if, it, if you were the Prime Minister, would you put a few roundabouts on the M6, you know, just to, to make just it more make interesting? Things up. Mm. Well, I think there are any, aren't there, <laughs> yeah. as you exit? Yeah. <laughs> the, and also, um, take, I know you've produced sort of calendars and various things on the subject mm-hmm. of roundabouts. You've been a judge in... Uh, the global roundabout of the year. You decided oh, really? on the great, wow. the greatest roundabout in the world, I understand, is in Australia, Kevin. Is that right? That's right. It, it's celebrating gay rights. It's a rainbow roundabout. It's oh, quite, quite unique, yeah? yeah? I've never seen a rainbow roundabout, but they've got, got one there in Canberra, nice. which, which is the roundabout capital of uh, uh, oh, Australia. It? They've even got the Houses of Parliament on a roundabout in Australia. And in New Zealand, in Wellington, their national cricket ground is on a roundabout. Wow. Have you been to Milton Keynes? Have you have you taken in any oh, new course. town really? Along with that, swing yeah, really good. Course, you, yeah. Yeah. But Milton Keynes is, is mainly I don't know quantity rather than quality. Yeah. Stoke is far better right. if you want to do oh, it. Right. it the, same. I was, the game's gone with Milton Keynes, went, isn't it? Went, Modern roundabouts. I went, I, went, I went to Stourbridge once, and I was quite taken by their roundabout there. Actually, I don't know oh. if that, where that fits in the local Stourbridge roundabout. Does it ring any bells? It, it, doesn't now. No, okay. Well, yes, I was wondering. Go and check it out. I don't. I don't. I don't live far away from the old street roundabout. I don't want to. They're really messing with the traffic. Yeah, that's the, a the traffic signal. That was an ugly roundabout. It's got magic roundabout in Swindon, where the traffic goes round the opposite ways. The yeah. white knocker ride of all roundabouts. <laughs> oh, that's not a good idea. And also, um, car parks. You've been. You're a big fan of car parks. Well, I know the that president you're... of the car park appreciation society. The only problem I got. I'm the only one in that society. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Get Carter car park. In Gateshead, I know that's a favourite of yours, isn't it? Iconic car park. Do you remember that, do you? Yeah, yeah of course I do. Car, yeah, yeah, yeah. He meets local... Alf yeah, Roberts up there, doesn't world. he? Say again? He meets Alf Roberts up there from Corrie. Not his real name, of course, but uh, that was the actor playing the part. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's it's no, it's uh, it, it's kind of pretty central to the whole thing, isn't it? I think being a dull, dull man, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with being a, a dull man. It's sexy being dull now, but dull is yeah. the new black. Oh, okay. Well, what go. about that? Josh says Henrik Mkhitaryan's calves are right up there. Yeah. Uh, should be a to- should do a top five. We're going to put together a whole calendar of calves with the Talk Sport listeners. So, when would you like Jack? Do you want him January or do you want him? You want a little bit of snow on him for Christmas? Well, December is always the most coveted page. December. Jack's got calendar, December. Yeah, uh, kick off with Shakiri. Shakiri in January. Yeah. We want we want some ten more calves for, and we'll pass them on to you, uh, Kevin. Good good to talk to you. Thanks, Kevin. My pleasure. All the best. Britain's dullest man, my backside. No, sensational, wasn't he? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You're telling us uh, tales of sort of odd, unlikely conversations you've had uh, mid-match. Um, we were saying about Dick Weller, the uh, Sri Lankan wicketkeeper, loves a quite obscure conversation yes, with does, yes. with the batsmen out there, which seems to throw them. You know, it's not straight, but you can live with straight sledging. But when someone starts asking you odd, sort of surreal <laughs> questions, maybe it throws you a little bit. Um, same with the crickets. Uh, I went to England versus Sri Lanka, the Test match, while Ireland and Germany was taking place in the World Cup 2006 Mark Butcher was fielding on the boundary and turned around to ask me what the score was as it had gone to penalties says uh, Gary the, hey. I've got a great exchange have you, you, are you aware of the Willie Johnston exchange no I'm, I'm, I'm all ears the Willie, they, were, they, they were on the whistle test in 1976 no anyway the Willie Johnston uh, Willie Johnston the former uh, Scotland and uh, West Brom winger um, the, uh, not apocryphal because when Willie was on the show we asked him right, about okay, it when his okay. book came out years later the only thing it's, it's slightly sketchy about is what, what was uh, the item being sold but uh, he haggled with a fan at the corner flag <laughs> um, and bought a greenhouse uh, was it a greenhouse or was it a shed? Uh, we haven't quite nailed that down. I mean, but how did he know the? How did he know there was a I, that someone I, was I, selling I one? I think um, some bloke in the crowd had shouted, "Here, uh, Willie, you're trying to buy my greenhouse out of the local paper." So <laughs> when he go and take a corner, and he said, "You're asking too much for it." He take the corner, he come back, and he said. Well, I'll take an offer. So he took another corner. He said, about 50. The bloke said, no, 50's not on. So he went over for another corner and uh, they settled on 40. And I think the bloke went to the dressing room afterwards and gave him the money. Oh, well, that's tremendous. It's all the shit. So was it the the number of corners that they got would have dictated the price? (laughs) Would have done. Absolutely. Now, you've made a terrible mistake here, Paul. Uh, Stourbridge, it's a ring road. Many people have been in touch. It's a ring road. Owen saying, I'm from Stourbridge. It's actually Stourbridge Ring Road. A road that runs around the outskirts of the whole town. Well, that's integral part. That is essentially a big roundabout. I think you'll find the ring road. Let's get Kevin back on air. I remember. (laughs) I remember. I can't remember. I've only been to Stourbridge once, and and this thing it it stayed with me. And the wonder stuff were from Stourbridge, and I seem to think that's why they did dizzy with Vic Reeves. (laughs) But maybe not. Maybe maybe I imagined it. Uh, Now, can we? uh, I was listening yesterday to uh, you know your uh, the Basuma song. Oh yeah, Paul. Can we do this now? We're ready to do this. Oh, we're in Basuma territory. 
it's not my song. It, it's Brighton and Hove Albion fans apparently sing it. Um, and it's an ode to... They've scored a wonderful goal in the Cup the other day and, and he's a much-loved player. But uh, it, it seemed to me it'd be a, an awful lot of build-up to not a great deal of song. So let me... This is apparently what the Brighton fans sing. Here we go. So that's it. Okay, really? so it's, let, it's let quite me t- a long build-up. Yeah, let me of- take you to uh, 2002. Uh, <laughs> India are touring England. Oh, okay. yeah. Yes, uh, on TalkSport 2, by the way, full coverage of India's, yeah. of England's tour to India. Can nice, I that's beautiful. Thanks very you, much. You that in. So I went to the Oval. I think it was day... I can't remember what day. I mean, day one, mm. uh, with some friends. We were all dressed as Charlie Chaplin. It was a... You know, we were sort of wacky back oh, yeah. in those days. Let's do, ch- you know, fancy dress at the cricket. Mm. I mean, it was fun. But it was an absolute... You know, it was a row. Like no wicket, so yeah. I've looked at I've looked at it. Uh, it was a draw. England five hundred and fifteen. India got five hundred and eight. England were one hundred and fourteen not out in the second innings. Match oh. drawn. Yeah. Uh, Vaughan and Truscothic. Uh, Vaughan got one hundred and ninety-five in the first innings. Rahul Dravid got two hundred and seventeen. Uh, so anyway, in terms of uh, we came up with songs for. Uh, we came up with a song from Michael Vaughan, and uh, it's not unlike the Basuma one. You might see where it's going, but uh, yeah, if you could uh, if you could play the theme, please. Appreciate it. Here we go. Do you know the tune? I know the tune. I'm just trying to think where Michael Vaughan fits into this. Is it just going to be a surname? Well, you never know. Is it? Hang on, hang on. Not yet. No, not yet. No, not that. No, no, no. And I wanted the longer version. Vaughan! No, 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 not that. It is coming. Yeah. Vaughan! <laughs> we God. thought we were the funniest. Literally, that was I don't worth think it. I've. I would have thrown lo- you out. I wish I'd had. <laughs> no, I wish I'd had a fluorescent <laughs> jacket on me. <laughs> and we did the long version as well. Yeah. And for Trescothic, we did. Uh, we did it to D I S C O because we couldn't think of anything. So it's T R E S C O thick, and it wasn't really fair because it's quite a bright guy. But yeah. was, that was the only song we could get. So yeah, I, I knew you'd be disappointed <laughs> when it reached its climax. So if you see a lot of blokes <laughs> of a certain age dressed as Charlie Chaplin, go and ask to sit somewhere else. Ask to sit somewhere else. Uh, Adrian Durham's been in touch. Oh, hi, what Ed. happened to him? Yeah. He's got opinions, hasn't he, Ed? Yeah. He yeah. said, uh, uh, yes, he's up before, of course. I was in the Brighton end when Spurs beat Brighton 1-0 uh, early days of the new Spurs stadium. When they launched into the Basuma song, it was a riot. Bodies everywhere when the music was in full flow, and then the music stopped. And as one, we all stopped and shouted, 
Basuma. Yeah. Brilliant. He says, I do miss being at games. So yeah, I think we are. all but do. But if you think about, you know, if you yeah. think about that grandstand theme with Vaughan, I know you yeah. haven't bought into it straight away, but if you're surrounded by everybody and it's getting better and did better. Any, did did you, a lot of people look at you sort of... I think people joined, and like to think we had the whole yeah. of the Oval. I, I think if there's any existing <laughs> film of that, I, I think you'd see a lot of... Who's with, come on, someone support me. I'm not getting a lot of support here. Shaking their Paul's heads. looking disappointed. It's one of those disappointed, good. save it for the weekend faces. Corker says, when's Andy back? You know, fair point. I'll bring you Science news. Oh, yes. Uh, Five-minute naps in the afternoon yeah, can improve this. your memory and mm. keep the brain more agile. People who took regular afternoon naps appeared to speak more fluently and remember things better than those who did not uh, break up the day with sleep, which is all useful things from a radio presenter's point of view, but not ideally between <laughs> one and four. <laughs> well, unless, unless we did a sort of shift pattern. So I did maybe... I, I sort of the, the next ad break, I might have a couple of minutes... <laughs> I can get, but I'm not. I can't do that. I'm not. I mean, Alan Brazil, I'd argue, is the only talk sport presenter because it may, mainly to do with the the hours that do you he keeps. Do you reckon naps sort of on air? He can, well, I, th- I think if you, I, mean, I think if, if we look hard enough, news, pick up yourself, yeah, to the news reader. There will come a point where Ali says, "What do you think, Alan?" And you're here. <laughs> I was once. It's happened to callers. So there's been some good calls over the years of. People phoning, certainly the overnight show, something for Martin Kellner to look out for. And often they'd hang on the line for sort of half an hour at four o'clock in the morning before they came on. And they were asleep. Mike Graham had a couple of corkers, if I remember (laughs) rightly. uh, You'll remember when I uh, hosted the election count from Fairfield Halls in Croydon for BBC London's local elections. And I think they threw to, uh, I think the presenter was like, uh, I was just reporting on the count from Croydon. And before me, they went, Jeremy Barnes is in one's worth and it just cut to <laughs> quite fair because let's face it an, an election count is not an interesting thing to broadcast so uh, so it, it, it's happened to me I've got some bad news for Kevin Beresford his, his crown has slipped he's no longer the world's dullest man they love him Peter's been in touch yes. he said I'm a blue nose and I'm hooked I'm, I, that's how good he was get him on every day by the way Stourbridge is a big ring road rather than a roundabout just effectively a big roundabout is all I'm saying we could argue about this all day but sadly don't have time through the night till grey dawn's peak Kisses your beautiful feet Oh, Jordy Best You are truly blessed Through all the highs and lows On the field of dreams You had the world at your beautiful feet Well, like that. Mm. That is uh, Jordy Best by the uh, Star Jets. Um, they they reconvened, I think, a year or so ago to make music once again. If you're from Belfast, you'll be aware of them. Uh, joining us now from the band, Paul Bowen. Good afternoon, Paul. Hello there. Hiya. Yeah. Nice. Thank you for inviting the least qualified person on planet Earth to talk about sport on your show. Good, so, good luck with this interview, mate. Good luck with this interview. Well, look, I mean, we got... We got the, what would you like to talk about? The jump-off point, of course, will be the fact that you've, you've written a song about George Best, who is obviously a sort of Belfast lad and a local hero. I mean, what? where did this hero, come yeah. from? How did How did it all come about? Well, I George was a childhood hero. I mean, for straight off, a childhood hero. There was nothing like him in the sixties. I mean, he was the first, the world's first sports superstar. He he was the guy who started it all, became just transcended the sport and became a fashion icon, a, a society icon. He he was the man who began the whole trend that still exists today. 
but he also suffered from his demons mm. and I followed him throughout his life and towards the end of his life it became more and more frustrating as the tabloids hounded him every time George appeared in the uh, in the press it was a, a story detrimental to him critical of him and I I would say for God's sake George can you not you know and you really felt frustrated yeah. for him and sorry for him and the day he died I cried like I'd lost a brother I mean it just all poured out of me and I wrote the song itself within minutes of George's funeral cortege passing through the gates of Roselawn Cemetery in mm. Belfast. For here, here was a footballer, this has never been done before, who received the state funeral. Mm. This was our JFK moment. This was our Princess Diana moment. And for an unelected official, uh, someone who literally had his, his best days were behind him, a state funeral, I mean, a, a proper recognition for a true hero and an absolute beacon of um, an icon uh, of sport uh, whose legacy has transcended the decades. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was me. I was in floods of tears. I wrote the song. So you've, you've kind of been sitting on the song for a while, had you? Um, and, you and what made you I, now <laughs> kind of... I say the band got back together again a couple of years ago. Were you waiting for that moment? No, I actually, I actually wrote a Celine Dion version. I'm, so, I'm really sorry for saying that. I'm, I'm probably spoiled, really. <laughs> a, a Celine Dion version with the Irish pipes. It really sounded like it should have been on um, Titanic. In fact, mm. the Irish piper playing on the on the track, played on the soundtrack of Titanic. That's him in the uh, you wow. know in the where um, Kate Winslet and, and Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio or whatever you call them uh, were up in the prior of the Titanic. Um, so I, I've had that song, but it wasn't kind of radio friendly. It was more of an Irish folk song, to, you know, a traditional Irish folk song. Mm. So I always wanted to do um, the Star Jets version of a rocky pop, punk pop. That's what we are. We're yeah. a hockey, poppy punk band from Belfast or yeah. a punk pop band. From, I don't know. I've never thought <laughs> too much about Jazz, it. rock, rock, jazz. What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> acid, acid hard bag. <laughs> you say you're the least quite, you seem quite qualified to talk about this. I mean, as somebody who's who's too young to remember George Best, the player, I am, um, but I, you know, I've obviously seen footage of it, but like, I, just if you could sort of describe what he was like as a player, describe sort of the, the impact that he had that was beyond football. But as no, a player, no, what was uh, he like? As a player, there was no one moved like him. He moved like Muhammad Ali. Hmm. He he really did, um, you know, move like, fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee or whatever that um, that fabulous phrase that Muhammad Ali came out with. And the, despite the fact that he, he was hacked down, especially in looking at the old footage of the European qualifiers in 68, he was hacked to pieces by the opposition teams. They wanted to take George out and he got up like a rag doll and he just carried on. He never seemed to lose his temper. He had a, you know, placidity about him. He just played the played the game. And when you look at the, the, the footage, there are two characters that are um, always there present in George's legacy that really haven't received the, I mean, they have received credit, but um, they've never really... Um, been seen as the, the holy trinity of, foot, of football of that era and that is Bobby Charlton and Dennis Law yeah. the three of them together were just magical yeah, I mean, I, that, like, Bobby I, Charlton I, in midfield, deep midfield I'm, I, you know, I'm just going by the, the old footage mm. he was a lion, he owned the midfield yeah. 
I saw those three play together a few times as a kid, and they were always box office. You'd have to get there like well before the gates opened if, if United yeah. were coming to, to White Hart Lane. Just finally, Paul, would you want to ask about the band? Because, so you've been going for a long time. I mean, you were seen. They call you the They're ba- very old, you know. The Bay City Rollers of Ireland. You were a sort of pop band. Oh, yeah, then, thank, thanks for that. And then, but then you were kind of, you, you, you kind of moved towards sort of poppy, punky stuff, and you've toured with Stiff Little Finger. So it's been quite the career, but you did have a long layoff and then came back together a couple of years ago so well, i've never laid off myself <laughs> i've been uh, i've been i mean despite the fact that i know nothing about sport hmm. and have been following rugby all my life i still know nothing about the game but i ended up as um resident musician at london irish rugby club oh, wow. okay. who are now um based at brantford's new stadium right yeah. at um chiswick there chiswick round or just by the chiswick roundabout hmm. Uh, unfortunately, due to COVID, I haven't been able to. Um, no one's been able to get in, uh, in, in any any of the grounds. But uh, I've been with London Irish now for about fifteen years or so, and you know, been I've never, you know, perhaps music gave me up, uh, but I've never given music. Sure, because I mean, it, Wikipedia sometimes oh, yeah. can be rude. It just says years active, nineteen seventy six, nineteen eighty, twenty nineteen to the present. To be inactive for yeah, what you completely mean, inactive for that. This is Wikipedia claiming you're in some kind of cryogenic pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's completely inaccurate. Did you oh. get that off Wikipedia? Yeah, we don't want to be listening to Wikipedia. Don't believe a word. No. <laughs> Do not believe a word well, about Wikipedia. Paul, where can we where can we buy the single? And, and you guys obviously are good the, live. Yeah, you want you're a good live band, so you want oh, to get I, back out playing soon, won't you? I would imagine. Yeah, we would love to. Um, from the website, thestarjets.com. Brilliant. That's T H E S T A R J E T S. Lovely to talk thank to you, Paul. And, uh, and uh, you yeah, do, thank didn't you. really like the song. So thanks for joining you, you us. You made an old man very happy. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Now, as trailed for some reason about <laughs> quarter past one, Max said, Oh, just after three, I need some DIY advice, mm. which is screw based. And for some reason, people remain interested. Yeah, well, Tom says, Will the kettle boil in time for me to settle down, brew at exactly the correct temperature? Tune back into Max's DIY screw based question at three. It's touch and go, but I'm sure that this is the high-octane, groundbreaking radio content I live for vicariously. Look, I'm not very good at DIY. I know okay. Josh, is, Josh Bland from the Boincast is waiting to talk about Big Sam, arguably more important. I've had for 10 years in my flat, uh, the washing machine has been sort of inside a kind of cupboard yeah. in, in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, are you st- still interested? And, the, yeah, yeah, and obviously, yeah. the, uh, so the, the door is kind of superfluous. I don't need to hide the washing machine away. I'm not embarrassed of the washing machine. The washing machine has been edging forward, much like a defensive wall over yeah. 10 years. But I pushed it back and I got a drill today to unscrew the hinge to take the cupboard off, the door off, so it yeah. can just be freestanding. But one of the screws, the kind of, the, tr- the sort of tread, the little bit has... As doesn't, you, can't, you can't get into the thread. I can't get into you the thread. The screwdriver won't go into the, it. The, the, the drill won't go in. So I don't know what to do. I'm stuck with... I'm, it's, the cupboard is now... The door is now hanging off. Can't get a hacksaw blade in there? You can't... There's I no don't have a hacksaw, Paul. <laughs> I just don't need the blade. No. I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah. But I want listeners' advice. They'll know. There must be a way of getting oh, yeah. the drill to work with the Welcome screw. Welcome to the fix-it phone. Absolutely. They're not... You know, it, it's a bit like, look, Tuchel and Havertz will work because they know each other. One is the drill bit and one is the yeah, thread Yeah, try and bring it back to sport, mate. You're still... 
still looking for you're still looking for free advice from tradespeople. How do I get this one screw off? The door is on its it's, it's hanging off now. So oh, it's, it's the worst of worse, the worst, the worst of both worlds. Some old Western My wife's going to be back in the next three months. So yeah. I've got to get it sorted quick. Yeah. Eight ten eighty nine. <laughs> Sorry, this is abuse of power. Oh eight seven one seven double two double three double four. How do I fix it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Thanks for all your DIY advice for Max. We've never had such a reaction. Maybe we should do this. We won't though. Don't worry. Just fifteen minutes a week. The bottom. No, no, no. The bottom line is save that for the weekend. The bottom line is Dan and lots and lots of other people have suggested a rubber band. Yes. Sam in Barnsley, rubber band in the bit gives you a bit of traction. I never considered a screwdriver. Yeah, you've been <laughs> using a, you've like been that. using an electric drill yeah. with a screwdriver. Freddie says it'll be interesting to see if Max is still with Paul after the break. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did. I, I did ask the producer. A, do you know when I went out and had a chat with the producer? But he said he just said to me, "There's nothing we can do. Just get just get through to four, and we'll take it from there." Um, Jerry, uh, he said, "What you really need, Max, is a mini angle grinder." He, he hasn't even got a screwdriver, mate. <laughs> He's not going to have a mini angle grinder. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I thought you got some top tips there from the listeners. I'm genuinely excited about going home and getting a rubber band and yeah. trying it, and then tomorrow. I can tell you what happens. You can report back. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, obviously, don't forget, we'll make sure we put it in the podcast if you can't listen to the show, because I bet, I bet you can't wait. Um, we'll see you tomorrow uh, from one if you can make it. If not, podcast available at five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tools tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market